Live, Live from Las Vegas, Nevada. You're watching Shaking It Up with the Sharks. Starring Johnny Richardson and Katie Meadows. Welcome back, folks, to Shake It Up with the Sharks. Tonight, we have Casey DeMille on. This guy is unbelievable. Crazy story coming out of Utah, doing construction, running shuttle services at Caesars, came out to Las Vegas, now runs one of the biggest lead generation companies out there for realtors, and he's doing a knock-up job. So Casey, welcome, my friend. I'm Thank happy you, to have you. Thank you, Johnny. There Thank you, go. you for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> so, um, you know, now that getting on the show and everything, we've had a chance to meet uh, over the last, I'd say, year plus Absolutely. that we've been doing business together. And I tell you what, you've done a knock-up job because I thought that you've been in real estate working with these big guys for like years and years, but you moved out here from Utah how long ago? Well, I've been out here in Vegas since I was out here 2011. I got a, had to go back to Utah to finish some credits. Um, you know, graduated from Southern Utah University with a hospitality degree and been out here basically since 2012. That's the same exact time as me. Oh, absolutely. What month was it? Uh, May. Okay. Actually. So a little bit before me. I actually came out this month, uh, now 13 years ago. It was the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, so absolutely. the same amount of time. So you've seen this city grow the same way I have. Yeah, I love every minute of it. Nice. What, it, what enticed you about Vegas? Why'd you want to come out to Vegas? Well, when I was in Utah, I was doing construction and I actually was studying construction management. And, you know, I made really good money doing it. But going to school at the time, it was kind of a hobby for me. I'd come to Vegas, blow my paychecks, and Were see. you gambling, partying, or all <laughs> the above? His, his beautiful wife's in the background, so you may have to hold back on some of these stories. You know what? We'd come, I'd come here and just have a good time, and I always admired the casinos, just, just seeing all the entertainers and whatnot. I, you know, I made a change. I was like, you know what? I want to get in this life. It seems like such an amazing lifestyle. I want to get out from you know, running heavy machinery to, you know, running beverage retainers or <laughs> anything like food restaurants, you know, I always just loved it and kind of switched things up and changed, you know, changed everything I was studying and got my degree. So what was the first step after you got your degree? What'd you end up in? Actually, believe it or not, I started doing retail. I worked at okay. Abercrombie and Fitch for a little bit. Well, you got this swag. You're, you're all dressed to the nines tonight, so, so it paid off. I well, appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. So I started at Abercrombie and Fitch. Then I had an opportunity to get into Caesars Entertainment. Um, started off, believe it or not, as a lobby greeter. It's like the entry-level position that you can actually get there, which was exciting because everyone knows how big Caesars Palace is, and it was an amazing opportunity. Within a couple months, I got promoted to the front desk and had a lot of success with that. And then, you know, um, there was some restructuring going on. Then I transferred over to Rio and became a hotel supervisor. Within two, three months, I believe, being in that position, got promoted to front services manager. So I got to manage the valet, the bell desk, and that was probably one of the funnest jobs I ever had. When you were do doing that management level, were you in the front of the casino most, or were you in an office in the back? Both. So really? literally, you're, you know, touching the clients, making sure they're not clients, our guests. Yeah. Uh, making sure they're happy, whether it be, you know, they needed 
to switch rooms for whatever reason, or valet lost the keys to a guest vehicle. How often did that happen? Not very often, but definitely it was not the most memorable experience that I had. Holy smokes, I can't imagine, because that's pretty easy to happen. I, I ran a valet company in my later teens in Philadelphia, and we kept all the VIP, the front cars that paid like two, $300 to park up front. Uh -huh. We keep them in the trunk of my car. And I told this guy, Chris Sparks, he, I said, whatever you do, don't close the trunk. And sure enough, he goes back, comes back. I said, where are the keys? And he's like, oh, yeah. the trunk was locked with everybody's car. So I had that experience once. Right. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was a fun opportunity. And then I, I wanted to try to get into human resources and, you know, had the opportunity to get into the recruiting side. And that was amazing. Recruited housekeeping, supervisors, managers, and directors as well. Did that for, I believe it was six, eight months, and then started recruiting for um, food and beverage. So I recruited the cocktail servers, um, some of the beverage managers, um, you name it, everything in the food and beverage side I was basically recruiting for. And it was a lot of work, but definitely amazing opportunity. When you were recruiting, were you out there specifically looking for talent or were you hunting through apps, bringing them in, going through an interview process or a combination of both? A little mixture of everything. So before the pandemic, of course, we would have these live in person, you know, events that we would hold and you know, you'd get hundreds of people that were looking, you know, to fill these positions. And, you know, that was, that was a fun process. And I think it was an amazing way that they did it. I don't know how things have changed since the pandemic. So, but yeah, that's, we do live in person. Um, some of the positions you would go through, through the pipeline, they apply through Caesarsjobs.com, I think it was, and kind of go through there and you know, figure out a pipeline, move them over, kind of like what you're doing right now with leads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred <laughs> like percent. Yeah, nurturing same. those uh, prospects, and hopefully, you know, you end up finding, you know, a good one and sending over to the hiring manager. Were you doing all the follow up with all that? The people you're nurturing and everything else. You're absolutely had a CRM system. Out it's of very, very similar. Believe it or not. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> That's why when I got into this new position, it kind of was pretty seamless. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, I never thought about it like that because I've never been where it's close to that kind of role right. where you're recruiting for a casino, but I guess casino's so big and X amount of employees. Absolutely. Like how many people does it take to run a casino? A lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean hundreds. Oh, oh, hundreds, hundreds. I mean, you would be shocked if you ever went in the, the back of the casino and you saw all those hardworking employees. There's just hundreds of hundreds of hundreds. I mean, my wife came from the casino industry as well, and you know, she was a cocktail server. And is that how you met? No, actually, how we met was my beautiful sister would do her hair, and she kept telling me, "Hey, I got this girl that I need you to meet." And anyways, finally, I took her up on that offer. We went on a date. It was a lovely date. Um, I think we we just went to Yard House, so it wasn't that great, but it was still good. Yeah, it was the Anyways, company. Uh, we're going into this now, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we went and had drinks at a, another bar that was close to her house, and you know, I was hoping for, you know, I dropped her off, I was hoping for a call back, and unfortunately, did you get a, I didn't did you get get a, a kiss? You didn't even get a kiss. I didn't even get a kiss. Ooh. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I enjoyed the single life again for another year or so, and. She randomly, 
I don't know, she popped up on my Facebook or Instagram and I was like, you know what, I should hit her up again. So I did and, you know, we met for drinks and then here we are married, now have a nine month old and, you know, couldn't ask for a more amazing life. Good for you. Now. See, go, it, it pays to go back. People it give does. up on people so quick. It definitely does. Yeah. Did you influence her the second time with free cuts from your sister or anything like uh. that? That would draw her back in. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think my sister gives her give us a pretty good deal. Yeah, now. there you go. What we do now is uh, we pay for my sister to come stay with us and you know, okay. treat her to dinner or whatever. Very good. Uh, oh, there you go. It can't be. By the that. way, if you need a good hairstylist, my sister Heidi. There, Cedar City, Utah. There you go. If you're out in Utah, <laughs> make it happen. So we ended up getting married in uh, Cancun, Mexico. Okay. Yeah, um, 2019. Nice. November. <laughs> what was it like uh, getting married in Cancun? I liked it. It was stressful because you put the faith in somebody. You don't even go to go see how it looks or anything like that. You just do everything kind of online and talking over the phone. So you just hope for the best. And so, I mean, that aspect of it, when you do a destination wedding, you don't know what's going to happen. But you know, like me, I put my faith in everything and I hope and trust that they're going to do it right. And so the day of the wedding, it was a little stressful because we're trying to get my sister to, you know, fly in and her flight got delayed. So there was that. It was pretty stressful. She's the one that actually does Holly's hair. So, you know, we had her coming in for that and got delayed. But things ended up just working out. You know, she ended up showing up like right an hour before the actual wedding, got her hair done. I don't know how she did it, but it was just that part was stressful. I mean, I was over at the pool, you know, sipping some whiskey, so I was doing okay. <laughs> so she showed up just an hour before the wedding? Was she just flying in? or Yeah, was she was up? flying in. Okay. I, I, I can't remember who she booked with. I believe it was uh, Fun Jet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was I a think fun that ride? Was, uh, it was uh, uh, quite an experience for her. So she got delayed like a whole day. So it just, Oh, so that's what happened. Yeah, so fortunately okay. she got there right before the wedding. Um, but honestly... It was beautiful. The nice. photographer was great. Everything came out so amazing. I think we're going to probably give you a picture so you get a little taste there you of go. what it looked like. Check it out right up here. <laughs> here it is. But yeah, so did that. And then, uh, you know, came back and I decided to leave Caesars about December 2019. Really? So you left the recruiting job and all that and you wanted to get out there and it, at that point you just want to run your own thing is that what you're thinking right I, we were planning on doing a shuttle business and you know with the Raiders coming in we're like this would be an amazing opportunity let's do a shuttle that runs from LA to Vegas right so that was our goal we got all the licensing the shuttle we only ended up buying one which turned out to be a blessing and as soon as we got the licensing, the insurance, the insurance was crazy. You have to be insured for like a million and a half. Um, so we got that all situated and then all of a sudden the pandemic happens, right? My wife, she's in the casino industries, you know, herself. Um, she's a cocktail server and you know, no more cocktailing for her with the pandemic. So I needed to figure something else out. Um, how am I gonna put food on the table? So fortunately, my brother was working for this company at the time. He got me in with them, hired on as an operator, wanted to run heavy machinery again. Construction was the only thing hiring at the time. 
So I took that, that position, and one day they had me mechanicking. And I cannot mechanic for the life of me. I can barely, you know, barely run a power drill. So they gave me a grinder and uh, they had a saw blade on it. And everyone's probably going to laugh at me for this, but like you should have known better. And now I don't know power tools. So anyways, trying to fit this fuel tank in back of the truck. And, you know, God gave me a sign. Do not do this. He gave me 10 warnings. And, you know, uh, on the 10th try of getting the generator to finally operate that grinder, it worked. And so I'm sitting there trimming away. Within 10 seconds, it jumped, went through my hand, actually hit here first and then stuck in my hand this way. So it bounced off the first time, then like clinched in there. Yeah, it was stuck in there pretty good, you know, basically. What's that movie, Army of Darkness, when the guy has the chainsaw? Oh, yeah, head? exactly. That's what I look like with the grinder. <laughs> really? Holy smokes. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, gosh, look at, gosh dang it. Of course, I wasn't saying those words. It's a lot more explicit than that. Um, I have my colleagues, I'm yelling for them to come assist me. And Were they standing far away at the time? Nobody yeah, they heard me. One guy was, you know, jumping up and down, freaking out. The other one was pretty calm and collective. And. You know, it was stuck on my hand, right? And we couldn't, I couldn't pull it away because I was afraid my hand was going to fall off half of it. So fortunately, he jumped in back, you know, in back of the pickup. I don't even know if I was in back of the pickup or out of the pickup. They unplugged that sucker pickup. right away, I hope. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He unplugged it. He, he shut off the generator and then he came and assisted me. Had a pocket knife and was able to cut my hand. The What little bit was attached the to the grinder. The skin they were cutting? Because yeah. the glove was like ripped off? or No, what it was, yeah, my glove was stuck in there, everything. Oh. And so I didn't want to look at my hand, right? So I'm just sitting there. I don't want to look because I know it's bad. This thing is stuck in my hand. <laughs> and I'm kind of holding the grinder up because I feel like my hand's going to rip off. So fortunately, he was there, cut my hand away. Um, they were freaking out pretty bad, couldn't do a tourniquet, but somehow we made it to the hospital just in time, you know, lost a lot of blood. Um, they were able to stitch me up. And prior to going there on the ride, you know, to the hospital, I called my wife. Fortunately, she was there. We were actually thinking about buying a home to, you know, flip in, you know, Utah. And so she happened to be there. I called her, hey, cut my hand off. You got to meet me at the hospital. Of course, she didn't believe me. And then she ended up showing up and saw all the blood. They was she <laughs> screaming and freaking out? or uh, You know what? I didn't really good. get it. See her? She took it pretty good over the phone. I think she realized I was not joking. So she ended up showing up at the hospital. And, you know, they took care of me. It was during COVID, of course. Um, so there was no one in the hospital. So they were able to get me there quick, stitch me up, and send me across the street to an amazing surgeon, uh, Dr. Delcor. Amazing, by the way. Um, you know, he looked at it and he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of this in the morning. They couldn't get to it that day because the anesthesiologist, they were, there was no one there that could, you know, put me under. So we had to wait the next day. And prior to him, you know, sending me on my, his way, he's like, yeah, this will be about an hour, two hour surgery. It won't take longer than that. Next day, get there and it ends up being an all day event. And the way he described it, it was like put splicing spaghetti together as it was bad. Broke the bone in four different places um, and then cut six tendons. So, I, I mean, you know, I didn't think I was even going to have a hand, you know, of course. Jeez, that's crazy. 
And we're going to put some pictures right up here <laughs> on the side so this way everybody can get the full visual because yep. I'm sure they can't see even the scar on your hand. Yep. So he was piecing it all together like something out of Star Wars with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. So, but how long did it take to start using your hand again after that? Well, it it was a while. It was about you know four or five month recovery. Okay. Uh, I should have taken a lot longer, but I'm very determined, and you know I was gonna get my hand back. I mean, you know, fortunately, you know, thank God, you know, I got to keep it. You yeah. Know? And you know, I just kept working out and exercising, um, going to the therapy. Um, you know, two weeks after the surgery, I went and saw Delcor, and he, he had me get on the table, laid me down, and I asked him before he did it, because I knew, I asked him, is this going to hurt? And he's always transparent with me. And he was like, yes, this is going to hurt like hell. Grabbed my hand, and literally before, you know, seeing him, this is what I was able to do at therapy, just barely anything, right? Move the tips of my finger. I could not close a fist or anything. He literally grabs my hand, I'll show you. So, grabs it, starts stretching the heck out of it, bringing it down. He's all, this is what your physical therapy needs to be doing. And I'm sitting there. Like, and you're screaming. Oh, not screaming, but like. Not close enough. <laughs> crying inside. I'm sure I had tears rolling down the cheeks. It was, it was probably more painful than the actual grinder going through my ass. Really? Oh, heck yeah. It was, it was not fun. He's all, this is what your, you know, physical therapist needs to be doing. And I'm like, are you sure? Oh, it's not ready. And then he's like pulling my wrist down too. It was. How bad was the wrist? Yeah, it, it was all, all bad. It was, it was not fun, you know, because it goes all the way through. So I couldn't, I couldn't do anything with my wrist at all either. So. Holy smokes. But, you know, therapy got more fun, of course. Every session hurt more and more. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, fortunately it worked. Um. I had to go to a second surgery because by by the end I was able to you know bring down these fingers. I couldn't get my index because that was where the tendons they were still real tight, so they had to loosen it. So I did a second surgery in Salt Lake City, and then was able to make a fist again. And you know after you're good oh, to go now. Yeah, after lots of you know working out and how long uh, physical therapy to where you could make a fist? It was. About five, six months. Five, really? Six, six months. How I many believe. times a week? Twice a week. Really? Yeah. So it was, it was good. Towards the last month, it ended up only being once, once a week. And then they saw how determined I was, and I was just going to do it myself, you know. So I kind of quit therapy a little bit early, but you know, I wanted to get back into the gym. I, you know, I didn't, you know. Definitely put on some pounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> During that study. Not being able to work out or anything. <laughs> exactly. Were you home grubbing more often or what? Well, yeah, with the pandemic, I think everyone has that excuse. Yeah, right. <laughs> this one was an extra excuse. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was uh, definitely interesting. I remember um, my wife and I, we went out first time, you know, since this accident. And of course, I'm a, I love steak, you know, so we went to a steakhouse and Holly orders a steak and she's enjoying life, cutting and eating. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to eat this thing. So I'm picking it up by the fork and finally she, you know, caught on like, oh, he can't cut his steak. So she had to cut my steak up like I'm a little toddler. Yeah, <laughs> like one of your kids. Exactly. Oh um, man, the kids were probably eating before you were. You with the kids that, that time? Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. 
um, they were home. We I think we had a babysitter then. So. Okay. So yeah, it was it was definitely quite the experience. I mean, the pandemic was interesting for everybody. Yeah. But this was just took the icing on the cake. You know? Yeah, I know. Definitely <laughs> job change plus on top of your sitting home with your hand falling off. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just all just fortunate. You know, I've got to keep this thing, and it's working pretty good. Say about 80, 85%. When they went back and did the surgery, was that stitches keeping everything together, or what did they use? Well, the the initial surgery, yeah, um, the, the initial, initial, yeah, the initial surgery, it was just the stitches. You know, they were just keeping it from bleeding. Um, that night was pretty miserable because I had to I had to wait till the next day, and it was excruciating the pain. I remember. My, my wife and then my mom, I was like, you guys got to take me to the hospital. I can't take it. I can't sleep. So we ended up going back to the hospital. And, you know, I had the IV still stuck, <laughs> stuck in my arm. So they uh, fed me with some, I can't remember, uh, Tremadol, okay. I believe it was. And literally that made me feel so much better. Really? Just something just little like that and ease the Wait, pain. That's a pain medication? Mm-hmm. Really? It's like, I guess it's similar to Tylenol. Really? Not a hundred percent sure, but I did the trick, and I was able to not sleep, but calm the pain down until the surgery. Really? Did you stay at the hospital from then until no, the surgery? No, they, they, they wouldn't. You? They would not let us due to the pandemic. So I went back to the hotel, and then when it was time to take me to surgery, you know, that's when we went in. Jeez, then, what time was surgery the next day? Uh, probably nine a.m. Okay, it's it probably was, like waiting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was. And you know, you know how it is going to a doctor, you sit there and wait forever and ever. And then, you know, they treated you. They're busy though, you know. He's the number one surgeon I think in southern Utah. I mean he's gotta be top in Utah. Really? All around. But he's amazing. I mean if it wasn't for him I don't think I'd have my hand. Yeah, well, that's good he's around because you have your hand. You're good to go now. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. So then, uh, Getting into the real estate game, what a what it transition was it at that point that you're like, hey, I need to do something different. I'm definitely not going back to construction. Forget right. that. I've saw one too many buzz saws and too exactly. much blood. My whole idea of flipping houses kind of changed because I was going to be the one doing all the work. And okay. It's like, yeah, maybe not that side of real estate. There's, now I could do it, but I was still kind of hesitant. You know, you have these bad thoughts that go to your head. <laughs> or go through your head thinking yeah about your, and your accident. hand <laughs> in your head and you're like seriously thinking about that but um so i have an amazing friend um his wife works at fidelity okay and i always saw my my wife you know doing something in title and i asked her we asked her like hey how do we get into you know this title gig um first holly applied um she gave her resume and somehow Steve DeLaviaga got a hold of it, and we weren't sure what he was hiring her for, but definitely hired her, and it was amazing. And within a month or two months, you know, of her being in that role, he asked, "Do you know anyone that would be interested in maybe a sales role or something like that?" And she said, "My husband." And then he gave me the interview. We talked, and then second time we spoke on the phone, he offered me the position, and. You know, I always wanted to get into real estate. I absolutely did. It's just I saw what a lot of my friends were doing in the hospitality business. They'd leave, go into real estate for six months, and then come back into hospitality. And what would they say? 
just I think they were expecting more transactions, more money. You know, just everyone thinks that real estate's you know going to be easy. Going to be easy, and it's all about the individual. You know, you have to be a motivated person. Not saying that they weren't. It just they didn't. Ha I don't think they had the mentor like I do with okay. Steve. So when I met with Steve, he literally he gives us all his trust to make sure that we're going to get stuff done and you know hopefully bring on some more teams and give me that opportunity. So as far as uh, coming in, you were wh where was your first job with the company? My first job was literally just getting agents set up. Okay. Um, my wife showed me a little bit, but you know when you work with your spouse, it's fun. <laughs> In yeah. Different ways. Yes, it is. And Definitely. The ways our brain, our brains work are way different. Yeah. I'm one of those. I have to be hands off. You know, you could sit there and watch over someone's shoulder, try to figure it out, but I have to get in the mix and figure it out. And if I can't, it drives me nuts. You know, I have to set myself up on the platforms to figure it out. You know. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, um, have, starting off just doing agent setup, meeting with teams, showing them best practices. And I think at the time we were in like three different markets and, you know, had maybe close to 150 teams and maybe, maybe close to about 150. And then since then, I, we're up to like 636 teams now across the nation. Over 600. And how many did you start with? We started about 150. Really? Yeah. Man, that's a big difference in a short amount of time. Absolutely. What do you think triggered that to bring on so many teams? Was it word of mouth? Was it out there taking the same concepts you had with Caesars, going out recruiting, looking for talent? What a mixture of everything. It took time to really understand how these platforms work, the algorithm, seeing different people's account is literally kind of what taught me. You know, I worked with this uh, guy, Stephen Bettino. Okay. Of, he's Century 21 out in North Carolina. I looked at his account, I remember the initial time no, you know, our initial meeting that we met, I was, was like, how am I going to coach this guy, right? His agents all had, you know, at least five closes or more with this platform. Some of them have up to 20. But literally studying the different accounts, the difference with his, you know, Vegas teams, Phoenix teams, and figuring out it's all the same. You know, the, he taught me that you have to be active with the platform and Literally, he taught me a lot of stuff in the beginning, and now I'm thinking I'm teaching his team stuff that he didn't even know about. So it, it was a win-win, and definitely I took the best stuff with his team and implemented it to you know some of these teams across the country. And literally, if you follow it, the data science and the algorithm, you're going to have success. Yeah, because these systems are a lot different than your average go-to Realtor.com, Zillow. You pay for an allotment four, five, eight, maybe even ten thousand a month. Yeah. And you'll hear from your rep once a month and they'll sell them to you and they'll call you back again, which is normally to resell more. But versus this model, the interest is to get them to more closings, not just meet people. Yeah. Because uh, there's a huge return for the company. Right. Because when they close the deal, that's when they pay, right? Yeah. So the, the programs that we work with are typically a thirty five percent referral fee. Um, but what's cool about that is the more you close, the more opportunities you're going to get. So, I mean, I've had teams that would pay 50,000 bucks a month on leads that they're not going to probably convert for a year out. Yeah. So with these lead sources that I work with, um, they, you know, their intentions are to close these deals within the next three months. 
you know, of course it takes a scorpion active, you know, and that's the, that's the key thing, and that's what we provide. We teach it um, literally every Tuesday. If you're trying to grow a team, we do agent setup. Every Thursday, we do best practices. We bring on guest speakers from these platforms that will really speak, you know, intelligently about these platforms to assure that you're going to have success with it. And everyone, you know, expects to get on these programs. And that's what's funny is 95% of the agents outside of Rise. You know, you talk to a team that already had this program. How are you going to help me? You know, these leads are terrible. I can't do anything with them. I can't transact. I pull up their account and I see exactly what's going on. You know, they're not active. No leads are being sent to them. Everyone has the mindset of these million dollar leads are going to be sent their way as soon as they onboard. And that's not the way it works, you know. You got to build yourself up. You got to proof in the pudding that you're a good real yep. estate agent and to take care of your people. Exactly. These platforms feed the strong, starve the weak mentality. And, you know, that's literally how these platforms work. And, you know, I've had a lot of teams that say our program is like Realtor.com on steroids. Because we make sure we maximize you're going to get plenty of lead flow. We guarantee each agent with the programs that we provide 10 to 15 warm live transfers every month. And then you mentioned Realtor.com. The OpCity is actually partnered yep. with Realtor.com. Um, OpCity leads are generated with uh, Realtor.com. So and absolutely. All and when you get these, this is in them just like the uh, the traditional Realtor.com is going to send you over leads. You do click, but you don't get live transfers. You got to get that person on the phone. Absolutely. But these, these will be a ping. And if you get to it in time and you're a fast moving agent, then you're going to have a live person right on the phone. A hundred percent. It's all about speed to lead, you know, being active with these platforms that measures, you know, how active you are with the platform and literally... You get to see it right on the broker account, exactly what's going on with each of your agents. Really? So you log in there, and, and this more for audience purposes, because we're on the platform. So when you log in, you can see everything that's going on. You can see if you have agents on there, if they're clicking quickly, yep. that they're answering leads, that they're on their game, and they're being responsible with their clients. Absolutely. The systems that we use are very transparent. So there's no hiding. If you're terrible, you're terrible. Yeah, team absolutely. leader's going to yeah. know exactly what's going on, which agents are good, which ones are terrible that you might want to consider removing from the program. Now, I know as far as that's just one part of it, the Op City, and there's multiple uh, provider sources that you have. Yeah. But then what, what's the next best go-to? I love Ojo Labs. You know, we work real closely with Mike Chang, who runs the algorithm over there, and he's taught me a lot, and a lot of my teams are just killing it with that program. Um, I absolutely love it. Their customer service is amazing. They respond within 24 hours. So if you're ever having issues, shoot them an email. They always have an answer. Amazing thing what you could do with that platform. I absolutely love it. Really? Yeah. And that's a similar concept to where when you hit the button, you hit the ping with the signals you threw, and you're switched over to a live person as well. Exactly. Those leads come through via text. Um, basically, it'll say a client is looking to speak to an agent in zip code 89113. Click here to accept. Depending on how fast you are, you'll get a congratulations text notification stating that the client will, or the ISA agent will be connecting you with the client within two to three minutes. You really <laughs> <laughs> caught that one. Um, so within two or three minutes, you're, you're, they connect you over, and at that point, they already have a house picked out. 
they're ready to go look at a property with one to two, one to two days, correct? Absolutely. And sometimes these agents are actually getting them in contract within 30 days. Yeah, I mean, you've had a lot of success with it. Yep. You said the next day you're putting someone under contract. That's I correct, mean, within 24 hours. Yeah, no, and that's what's cool about this program. I remember there was one team I was nervous about starting in Utah, and you know, I was not sure about the lead flow there because it's a small town. and guy's getting over 500 opportunities every 30 days really and having a lot of success I mean he was so like anti-referral fee and whatnot then he got on it he's like I love this thing this thing is awesome you know they've converted some some really good leads our first conversion was a 1.4 million cash buyer that's awesome yeah and that was within a week or two of having the program yeah. right he put it under contract after a week yeah that's pretty amazing they closed on it so yeah a lot of a lot of cool stuff like that. I mean, there's a client you're working with, minimum phone calls, minimum houses being showed. You give up your 35%, but right. besides that, you're writing a pretty big commission right. and helping somebody out. And just the way things are, I believe, across the board, people, when it comes to researching, whether buying a house, buying a car, buying a broom for their kitchen, they're shopping online first. 100%. They're shopping online, and a lot of these services, well, all these services, they're on some form of an online portal at the end of the day. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot more uh, programs like this get into, you know, this business. I, I mean, it's a matter of time before you see Google, you know, that's gonna have the 35% referral fee, Amazon, you know, and what we're doing is we're teaching these agents what the future is gonna hold. You're gonna see more and more of these platforms get into this industry and, you know, they're going to be ready. Our teams are going to be ready and they're going to grab the bull by the horns and they're going to have a lot of success. So it's going to be exciting to see these next two years, you know, because the way I see it with all the tech blown up out there and, um, and besides just tech, the other part of it, lead generation for real estate agents, there's a new company popping up like every day is what I see. And what you guys are really good at is identifying which of those companies are really good to bring on. Yep, which ones we want to partner with. Every single one that we brought on, you know. Sad success. It's, it's, yeah, some of them, maybe they don't get as many lead flow, but they're quality. So they're nurturing these clients a lot more. So um, we're doing this thing with Prime Street. Um, right now they're in Texas, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Connecticut. But they will soon be coming to the West, and that's going to be an amazing opportunity, especially for you and your team, because I know how gun ho your agents are, rock stars here in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, but yeah, I think it's just a matter of time before they're here. So we partnered up with them, and you know, great relationships, um, you know, is key in this business. No, um, it definitely is. You have good relationships, take care of people, have a great reputation to where. You're helping people build their business with these. I mean, sky's the limit at the end right. of the day. Right. We're board members with them. I know that, you know, they've seen the success that we do, the education, the coaching that we provide. There's nothing like our program. And that's what's exciting. And it's good for everybody. It's good if you're building a team. It's good if you're a single agent as well. You just want good realtors and, and loan officers because there's loan officer portion that are gonna take care of the clients at the end of the day, correct? A thousand percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, whether you're looking to build your team internally or looking to do expansions, we're gonna help you out with that. We're gonna get you lead flow anywhere. 
So, no matter where, even no if it's Antarctica. Where. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look at it. Yeah, see if yeah. The, there might be something there. Though. There you go. There you go. Besides, <laughs> I got everybody, everything else covered. You're yeah, we've, there. Yeah, we're in, you know, basically all 50 states. Um, we've actually got into Toronto, Canada, which Very is nice. exciting. Lead flow's good up there. So Very yeah. nice. So you got Canada covered as well. And uh -huh. I talk more and more to Canadian real estate agents that are out there making big moves. That's great market out there, correct? Oh, yeah. Great market. You're yeah. going to see a big change there, too. You're going to see these platforms that are you know originally here in the States, they're going to soon be in Canada. So it's just a matter of time. Really? 100%. Yeah. Pretty wild. If, some, if somebody's a realtor or loan officer, because great thing for a loan officer as well, if they're looking to get involved with more realtors, uh, open the door as far as community goes, also generating their own leads, because what do lenders want? They want other realtors. So right. it's good for them to reach out to you as well, correct? Oh, please do. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna get you connected with the top agents because we're gonna teach them these programs and they'll definitely- Working get with people that are on the game and not yep. messing and, around. And as it knows, for a lender, it takes a good agent. Same with the title. So yeah, they, they know that. So it's it all, all who you partner with. It all starts with the agent, and then you know, of course, the title and lender. So yeah, very nice. Now, as far as if anybody want to reach out to you, what is the best way to get uh, get teamed up with you, get started on a program, something where they start generating leads as soon as tomorrow if they contact you tonight? Yeah, um, Casey at sellsisacareer.com. I'm, I'm sure you'll put that over. Yep, in yep. The, put it right in the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, please reach out. We'll give you a, a free executive overview of our program, and we'll kind of go from there. You'll have any, if you have any questions, you'll ask us. We do everything via Zoom, so please come prepared and ready to learn some interesting stuff about our program. Also, I forgot to mention, we do a, once a month, we do a big mastermind call. Um, we've had some uh, great speakers, Spring Benson out of Salt Lake City, um, Daniel Beer, he was on one. Kyle Whistle, I and mean, these are big producers, so. Guys are exciting. doing close to a thousand deals a year. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, and they're all on the program as well. Yeah. So if they're doing that big in numbers and they're on the program, obviously it's well worth your time and investment at the end of the day. 100%, and you know, with those masterminds, they talk about the RISE program, but they give you some nuggets too. Yeah. That you can implement into your business. No, 100%, I know us alone, we've pulled stuff out there every single time. Right. So it's well worth it. So that's it, folks. If you're looking for the leads, you're looking to move your business, realtors, lenders, Casey is the man for you. Don't hesitate. We know it works. A lot of other people know it works. Now it's time for you. Casey, thanks for coming on, my friend. Thank you, Johnny. appreciate it. You that. got it. Thanks. <laughs> Till next time, Shaking Up with Sharks. Shaking it up with the Sharks. Starring Johnny Richardson and Katie Meadows.